With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to LGBTQ America. I'm Brandon Cremedy. We want to welcome our listeners in the United States and around the world. From the Evening Standard, Olympian Tom Bosworth said he believed a fear of abuse on social media was why more sportsmen and women did not come out as gay. The team Great Britain race walker, the first openly gay British track athlete, revealed he and his fiance received around 100 abusive messages online after getting engaged during the Rio Olympics. The 26-year-old proposed to longtime partner Harry on the Copacabana Beach in August. My guest today is Tom Bosworth, out Olympian, race walker, five-time British record holder. Uh, Tom, we want to welcome you back to LGBTQ America. Hi, thanks for having me. Nice to speak with you. So you are um, just wrapped up from the Summer Olympic Games in Rio. I'm so excited to hear about that. Uh, What can you tell us? Unbelievable. I really can't put it into words how exciting it's been from everything from competing to obviously the proposal, which was really exciting. Definitely. So congratulations to you and Harry on your engagement. Um, So on August 15th, you tweeted a photo with the caption, he said yes, where all of our LGBTQ listeners are dying to hear the story. What, What can you tell us about the engagement story that happened during the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe how how crazy it went and how much media we got because of it. I mean, <laughs> I, I was just getting over over the race, obviously finishing sixth in the race and breaking the British record was, was amazing in itself. And that was my main focus, obviously, going into the Olympics. But I always had the plan to propose. And um, it, Harry was out there with my family and it was his final day in Brazil at the at the time. So he kind of thought... It got leaked in the media back in the UK um, uh, that I was going to propose potentially. So I left it to his final day. So it kind of threw him off a little bit. And he said he didn't expect me to do it on that last day on the beach. Um, So I'm glad I got a bit of surprise back to it. That's great. Now, um, truth be told, did you you have a ring? Like, did you kind of have a plan in place and you were just kind of, uh, you know, waiting for the right moment? Did you have a ring on standby? Yes, yeah, I uh, I bought bought the ring at Heathrow Airport before before I left. So I was, <laughs> I'd, I'd done my research for about two years prior because he was very specific on which ring and the model and the the style he wanted. So I had to do my research and save up and uh, and yeah, bought it up my way. But my original plan was to do it um, up at Christ the Redeemer, uh, a real iconic spot. But it was so busy and there were so many tourists I thought this wouldn't be special enough so I picked a quiet evening on Copacabana Beach instead. Nice now you were talking about how much press you're not kidding so I have I have the Guardian pulled up in front of me I mean, just folks just take a listen to how the media sort of puts Tom on blast here. Olympic marriage proposals continue with Tom Bosworth popping question to boyfriend and then you know in the sub notes it mentions the fact that this was the third 
Olympic proposal, almost like it was like a boom season, you know, like one, oh my God, there's another one. And then another one. Is that, is that true? Were there a lot of proposals during the games? Yeah, I think there was five in total. Um, Some of them got a little bit of negative press, though, because some did it at medal ceremonies and things like that, saying, (laughs) oh, it took away from their their special moment. I think had it been the other way around at the end of my race, if Harry had proposed, I would have been like, no, put it away. This is this is my moment. Put your ring away. I don't, I don't want. I don't want to propose now. <laughs> I want. This is my race moment. So I kind of kind of understand that. But yeah, I left it a few days till after I competed, and yeah, I didn't realise there'd been three at that time, or I think I was the third. I think two more followed as well. So it just shows how important the Olympics is to kind of creating relationships and and having that moment to share with the person you love the most. Definitely, definitely. And then, of course, this uh, article from The Guardian, his now fiance Harry, later shared a photo of the ring, adding, okay then, Bosworth retweeted the picture. I mean, oh my God, it's almost like it's almost like the news is basically just reiterating what's on your Twitter timeline. Like, Bosworth retweeted the picture. Like, <laughs> I know. Of course he did. We couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it. I mean, that evening we went out for for dinner with my parents, a few friends, my family, and me and Harry. We were just we had to turn our phones off because they were just they were just going crazy with all these notifications and everything. Since then, I've had to switch all all my social media notifications off because it was just unbelievable. I think the the tweet reached a million people worldwide, and and I yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't believe it myself. Okay. Now, um, and unfortunately turning to serious times in the U.S. and abroad, so in the Evening Standard, you were talking about the fears of abuse on social media, uh, and that's something that all of us here in the community understand and have firsthand experience with. Can you tell us about, you know, without specifics, the type of abusive messages? Like, what uh, what type of hate speech are you encountering? Yeah, you know, because because the proposal and uh, after my competition in, in Rio, it, it got so much publicity. Uh, you have to you have to realize that even though there were probably in the tens of thousands of positive comments, with that massive exposure, you know it, it's going to bring yes. a, a huge amount of negativity in comparison. I mean, the positivity absolutely outweighed the negativity, but there was Good. a lot of there, there was a lot of um, kind of people who disagreed with equal marriage. They they disagreed with. You know, me being able to propose to Harry, um, and I, I've I've said this publicly that they used religion as an excuse, and yet it was it was completely wrong. You know, religion does not preach or does not teach that. I believe. You know, mem- many members of my family are very religious and can still at the same time support me and Harry being together uh, and celebrating love. At the end of the day, that's that's all it is. Whereas other people want to try and use it as an excuse and I will never ever allow that to be justified um, because it's wrong. Religion is about celebrating love and about uh, supporting one another. So it was, it's not right that people should use that and, and give religion a bad name because that's not what I think it, it's about at all. Thank, thank you, Tom. I, I certainly agree with that. Um, and, and just to be clear, is there anything threatening? Like, do you or Harry feel unsafe or, or is it mostly just, you know, kind of the uh, anonymity of people on the Internet that want to throw negativity, but, but nothing personally threatening? Like, do you feel safe right now? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. And I think I think because it was 
because Harry was thrown in the deep end, really, and exposed to a lot of media, all of a sudden he he found it overwhelming a bit, and and it, he he mentioned a few of the negative things that happened, uh, or that he was uh, messages he was sent, and and so on. But you know, luckily, thankfully, Team GB and and our governing body, sport and governing body, were really supportive. They said if if you receive anything, just let us know, we'll get on top of it, which is fantastic. But you know, as we we've been seeing stories from the US right now and how kind of LGBT hate crime is, is is increasing, which perhaps that that's due to your your recent election, but that's really concerning and that has a big in, influence on the rest of the world because of the status that the USA has on, on kind of the liberal way that we live. I'm I'm telling Harry right now, you know, we're we're really lucky in the world we live right now, but that might not be forever and we might actually have more tough times yet to come and we, we've got to look out for ourselves sure sure so i have i have uh two questions for you tom so you brought up the u.s election so i'll, I'll skip to that question here we go yeah. <laughs> this is this is really <laughs> emotional for some of us for some of us I'm are sure. really feeling it you got to understand so on <laughs> november 8th uh the united states and americans went to the polls and in what many consider to be a great upset against secretary clinton our country elected business mogul and reality tv star Donald Trump as the 45th president of the United States in the week or so since this unprecedented election, major uh, U.S. cities across the country have raised their voices up, protests, hashtag not my president. Um, can I ask you, Tom, what is the perception of the United States in our election and President Trump across the pond? Like, how does Great Britain and your community kind of see us right now as a result of this election? You know, I imagine it, it's very similar, and, and Trump has even mentioned this himself, very similar to, to the Brexit that we went through. But if, if in any way it can help, a lot of people um, have said over here in the UK, since Brexit, all these things are going to happen, it's going to be terrible. And, and a lot of things have clearly come become much clearer, and that Really, it's not worst case scenario. And we've already seen Trump go back on a number of things that he's already said. And thankfully, uh, he's not a dictator. Um, thankfully, a lot of his beliefs and his desires will have to go through Congress and will have to go, you know, is a long way to go. And, and there's a big link there with, with Brexit and, uh, and how people were thinking the worst as when Trump was elected. I think most of the world was fearing the worst as well. Um, I think, I hope to God that's just an initial reaction and that there's still yeah. some people there who w will be involved in the decision-making and uh, will, have a, will have common sense. I think that's what we believe. Um, but we, we do, we know your pain. We see your pain. And, and here in the UK with, with Brexit, it was a massive, massive deal. And that's why I think we weren't that surprised to see Trump elected because 2016 has turned into quite a bizarre year. Yes. And, and of course, and on that note, um, in a recent interview with attitude, Sir Elton John admitted that he doesn't like living in Britain anymore, or at least right now, because of what he's describing as the level of hatred that has swept the country since the Britain voted to leave the EU. He's quoted as saying, People have been okay about gay marriage and things like that, and then suddenly they're not. Um, do you agree with Sir Elton John, and are, are you feeling the same way, that attitudes in Great Britain have suddenly changed as a result of Brexit? You know, 
I, I really don't. I don't see where this is this has come from. But perhaps he's he's seen it more than I have. Thankfully, uh, the circles that I I work in have been very very supportive, and and nothing seems to have changed as much. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, there's a minority that suddenly feel empowered by this this sudden decision. But it's not like the rest of Europe have said the same. Um, that we, you know, by being part of Europe, we support equal marriage but if we're not then then we don't i don't believe that's a common thought and so i'm surprised by elton's words um i haven't experienced anything myself but he must have um experienced something himself because at the end of the day he wouldn't have said it without some sort of meaning behind it yeah he might might have his finger on the pulse of something in the community there um no i uh it would want to be in all due respect with uh with the social media and what the fans have said i followed your social media and uh, i noticed that some of your own personal fans uh regarding you know your coming out story and everything said does anyone talk about your athletics and your racing anymore <laughs> because of all of the the coming out so i want to make sure that we do get your your profession your sport in um will you tell our listeners what was your competitive scores from Rio what what were some of the end results from the Rio games well yeah I mean I competed in the 20k and and I went in ranked 37th in the world but I led the race for the majority of it and uh, and ended up sixth breaking the British record so it, it still hasn't sunk in for me and it's that great message that's come across that like, like you can be anybody you can be yourself whatever your background it's relevant you can still perform on the highest stage and and as you say you know I didn't want coming out publicly on television last year to define my career and I hope throughout this 2016 season and hopefully next season I can carry on this success and uh, you know so many people were said they watched the race and were sat on the edge of their seats screaming and, and cheering me on and that's exactly why I love competing for my country and at the end of the day next year the, uh, London is holding the World Athletics Championships, and so I get to compete in front of, in front of Buckingham Palace, which is going to be amazing on the mall there, and uh, I can't wait. That that's great, and um, I know that you have, um, <clears throat> shall we say, some rigorous training routines that you go through to prepare. Is that is that fair to say? Yes, yeah, I'm training two or three times a day every day. Sometimes I have Sundays off. Uh, I sleep in an altitude tent. So that's a tent around my bed. That's that's uh, changed the oxygen level to much, much higher. And I am and uh, also train up at altitudes. In, um, I'm coming over to Flagstaff in America, hopefully, and uh, I'm also training in South Africa soon. So loads of intense training coming up. Definitely, definitely. That's, that's intense. And um, is it fair to say that you can't necessarily eat all cheeseburgers? Like you've got to have a special rigorous diet, diet as a uh, professional race walker for the Olympic Games? Um, well, you know, I have to, I'm in a way I'm lucky, I guess I get to eat about 4,000 calories a day, but I do have to be careful of where I'm getting those calories from. And I have to be constructive and have to, to make sure I'm getting my fruit and veg in and, and just keeping healthy and, and injury free. Nutrition is all about that. Uh, many people think, oh, you, you've got to eat really, really, really strictly, but actually it's more about getting a balanced diet and keeping my calorie yes. intake up. But at the end of the day, I'm doing about averaging about half a marathon every single day so uh, uh unfortunately it's not the same for everybody yes yes definitely well um so the uh london then and that's going to be in summer of 2017 that's right that's next august yeah 
Perfect, perfect. So you've got some time to prepare. Um, well, congratulations on Rio and absolutely getting engaged with Harry. That's just incredible. I, I see this as such a success story that uh, you've maintained your profession in the Olympics, uh, come out, and, you know, aside from what we said was a little bit of backlash on social media, um, the press has been extremely kind and given this coverage. Um, sincere congratulations to the both of you, Tom. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a fantastic journey. Okay, well, uh, we will continue to stay in touch. Um, this is our new show and our new network. It's called LGBTQ America, but we are all inclusive. So thank you for coming to us from across the pond. Oh, thank you for inviting me and have a great day. Okay, Tom Bosworth, thanks for speaking with you. And once again, folks, you've been listening to LGBTQ America. Thanks to our listeners in the United States and around the world. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.